The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, episode 258. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where we talk about applying high leverage psychology in your business and life. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, private practice owner, speaker, executive coach, and consultant. I became a psychologist to learn how to leverage psychology and help others do the same. For over a decade, I've been tracking how psychology gets in the way of smart and results-driven people. For years, I've developed frameworks and tools to help them leverage psychology instead to launch themselves forward. It's my mission to share my hard-earned lessons with you so you can launch yourself forward too. I can't wait to talk high leverage psychology with you so you can learn to take higher leverage action today. Welcome back from my mid-season break. I took some time off to have quality time with family, relax, and take a step back so I can return to my practice in the podcast with spring freshness. I hope you took a bit of time to set your intention and refresh for spring as well. Now that I'm back, I'm really excited to dig in. So let's talk high leverage psychology. I'm just going to give you a quick recap. In episodes 256 and 257, the previous two episodes, I talked about boundaries and communication why they're critical to success, and how to level up your boundary setting and communication skills. And I'm sharing that because today I'm sharing a framework that I've been developing and really developed four or five years ago and using in my practice for about half a decade. And so it's been battle-tested ever since I really started to develop it and figure it out and articulate it. It's called the golden line. And it's a complete game changer in terms of how you think about and navigate relationships, boundaries, and communication. Of course, I'm going to walk you through how to use it in everyday situations to maximum effect. So let's get to it. My relationship isn't perfect. My wife and I, we have a lot of tough conversations, parts of our lives and relationship we're constantly working on, and challenges to overcome. And I'm not here to air out our personal issues in public. But it's worth saying out loud that even a highly sought marriage and couple psychologist has plenty of room to improve. My wife and I have full lives as people, professionals, as a couple, and as parents. We're part of a community, we have friends, and we care deeply about family. We've both got our own goals and dreams that grow every day, as we do. And on top of all of that, we have our shared goals and dreams for our relationship, family, and future. It's a lot. I'm not just saying that because it's true. It's worth recognizing and acknowledging just how much we hold in our marriage and just how much our marriage holds for us. There's one principle that I brought into our marriage really early on that completely changed how we handle tough conversations, challenges, and working together to make our lives better. It's called the golden line, as I mentioned before. But before I dig in and explain it, I really want to share how it came to be. And then I'll talk about how to apply it in your own life and relationships. I was working with a couple, and I'm going to call them Benny and Bonnie, even though that's not their real names. As a disclaimer, I 
you know, clearly change names and other details when I talk about situations or clients I've worked in, in therapy to protect my clients. I take their privacy extremely seriously. So with that said, Benny and Bonnie, they come in and we start working on their communication, starting right from the basics, how to say I when they're speaking, how to stay focused on themselves, how to be an effective listener, and how to talk through feelings and issues to get to solutions. I noticed this one thing that both Benny and Bonnie did when they were talking about their issues and frustrations with each other. Benny would say something like, I feel annoyed when you complain about me coming home late. Or Bonnie would say, I feel like no matter what I say, I can't get you to listen and nothing really changes. They would both say some kind of variation on, I feel like you're being really stubborn or really sticking to your position right now. And sometimes they'd follow that up with, can you just stop and actually work on making a change here? They would start talking with the words, I feel, but what came after was actually triggering each other. It got them more agitated and more defensive and they were digging their heels in. Almost every time without fail, the conversation would start to go off the rails right from there. It almost never proved to be productive or useful. Benny and Bonnie weren't the only couples I saw who talked this way, even while we were working on their communication. I noticed the pattern pretty quickly. Early on, I leaned on my couples therapy training and just thought about the situation in terms of defensiveness. So I took the approach of trying to help Benny and Bonnie and all of my other couples to be more open to listening and to soften their tone when speaking. But I quickly realized there's actually something deeper and more fundamental going on. And the more I thought about it, the simpler it became until a couple weeks later when I laid it all out for Benny and Bonnie to see. And right there in that moment, we all together had a major aha moment. And that's when marriage counseling really started moving the needle for them. And they started to really change their dynamic in a way that undid a lot of the arguments and the conflicts and the issues they were having and actually put them together working as a team and really making progress. So what was it? Well, every time Benny or Bonnie talked, they were crossing an invisible line, one they didn't even realize they were crossing. Subtly or directly, they ended up pointing a finger at each other. It was kind of a sneaky version of blame, making each other responsible for the issue or feeling they were trying to talk about. So let's break that down with the example I was telling you about earlier. When Benny said, I feel annoyed when you complain about me coming home, he was pinning his feeling of annoying, feeling annoyed on Bonnie's complaining. And in just a handful of words, Benny made Bonnie responsible for his emotions and for his issue. In a way, he also implied that the fix is for Bonnie to just stop complaining, which then made her actions change because of his emotions. Now, in a way, that sounds really logical because they may be coming sequentially one after the other after the other. But when Benny framed his feelings that way, what happened for Bonnie is she often responded in kind. And she said something like, well, if you don't come home late, then I wouldn't be so angry. And I'm stuck watching our daughter making dinner, bath time, getting her ready for bed, and not to mention the cleanup, all on my own. It's absolutely ridiculous. So right then and there, Bonnie turned the tables around. Now, Benny is responsible for her feelings and five more issues, all of which justify her feelings and then also justify the complaining. So now that makes Benny responsible for everything that's going on. Needless to say, framing the conversation this way makes the whole situation like playing hot potato with responsibility. Only when there's no more blame to sling, 
is someone left holding the potato. And at the end of the day, everyone has second or third degree burns covering their hands. What I noticed is how Benny and Bonnie, as well as so many couples that I work with, talk about their issues, how they think about and frame their issues. They start with a feeling and tie that feeling to their partner's behavior. So now their partner is responsible, their partner and their partner's behavior is on the hook for their feelings. And the way that's constructed is the only way for those feelings to change or go away is for their partner then to change their behavior. It creates this logical thought process or chain that requires their partner to change. When I laid this all out for Benny and Bonnie, I then asked them one simple question. If you knew you had 80 years of this way of constructing and agreeing to be in your relationship, every time your husband, your wife feels upset, angry, or hurt, it's your fault and you have to change. Would you sign on that dotted line? Really? What happened happens almost universally when I work with couples. They both shook their heads vigorously. Very clearly, they didn't want to have that agreement, that way of having to handle their issues in their relationship. But then there was a full minute of complete silence. It's like they realized what was happening and why it wasn't working for them for the very first time, but they had no idea what to do about it. They were both clearly on the same page about this not working, but then they were also both really scared because neither of them had any idea how to move forward. And that's when the golden line was born. And when I started helping Benny and Bonnie start thinking differently about themselves, their issues, their marriage, and then their communication and their dynamic. It's when they started being able to shift from putting each other in a position of pitting my feelings and your behaviors, and you have to change because I feel this way, to actually starting to be able to work together as teammates, as partners. So here's how the golden line works and how I laid it out for Benny and Bonnie and how I lay it out for all of my couples. It starts with four simple questions. Who is responsible for your own behavior? Who's responsible for your decisions? Who's responsible for your thoughts? And who's responsible for your feelings? The answer to all four of those, it's not a trick question. They're all, you are responsible for your own behaviors, decisions, thoughts, and feelings. And I ask that question to each partner together. And we see all together, everyone's nodding our head. Yes, I'm responsible for all of those things for me. And then I follow it up by asking the same question, but about each other. So who's responsible for your partner's behaviors, your partner's decisions, your partner's thoughts, your partner's feelings? And see that really clearly we're all getting on the same page. I'm responsible for mine and you are responsible for yours. The golden line is the line between partners that very clearly shows who is responsible for what. And when you look at it this way, it becomes really clear and it becomes much simpler to notice and call out when someone is crossing the golden line by making another person responsible for their behavior, their decisions, their thoughts, or their feelings. Crossing the golden line increases the likelihood of arguing and makes it much harder to work towards solutions together. And that's been battle-tested my experience now over at least five years, if not longer, because it creates a blaming zero-sum competitive dynamic where one person is at fault and therefore they then 
are put in a position of taking 100% responsibility to make change to fix things that bother or are an issue for their partner, for the other person. Once we're all clear on who's responsible for what, we can actually start to think and talk differently. Benny and Bonnie made a complete 180 in terms of how they talked about their issues because now Benny would catch himself. So instead of saying, I feel annoyed when you complain about me coming home late, he would say, when I'm coming home late, it's a long and tough day to me. I know you've got a lot going on too. And I wish I had the energy and bandwidth to listen and address our issues right then and there. I really need some time to unwind first. Otherwise, I feel irritable. I'm less open to listening and working things through together. And that makes things really hard for both of us. Eating dinner really helps me. And I want to be able to hear about your day and talk through how to make our weeknights work better for our family. I know that's a lot. And I want to highlight, it's really important to note and notice that Benny is talking about his own state of mind and exhaustion, but he needs to be more present and available and acknowledging Bonnie has feelings and needs too, and that all of that is really important to put on the table and address together. He's not making Bonnie responsible for his feelings. He's taking ownership, but not in a way that just puts himself down, in a way that empowers Benny to be clear about what he needs. It also shines a light on the fact that respecting Benny's needs will resource him to be more present and help actually problem solve together to address the issue in a way that's going to work longer term. Benny's even recognizing a need for change. He's sharing his wishes and his desire to work as a team, and he's putting his feelings and needs on the table, all without making Bonnie responsible for him, his feelings, his behavior, any of that. Benny and Bonnie have long since wrapped up their couples therapy, but I still hear from them and they still refer couples to me all the time. So I want you to consider this an invitation to take the golden line to heart for yourself and put it into action in your relationships. Not to mention bringing the golden line into my own marriage has made a huge difference in how my wife and I think, talk, and work as a team to overcome challenges and create our dream future together. And on that note, I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you learned something valuable today, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more smart, high-performing, results-driven people like you the ability to learn and apply high-leverage psychology to your business and life. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast is produced by Dr. Yishai and PodTech music by www.purple-planet.com. Dr. Yishai is a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with the guest or listener. The information contained in this publication is for general informational purposes only and shall not be relied on or construed as coaching advice or therapy. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thanks again for listening. I hope today's episode fulfilled my mission to help you leverage psychology better in your business and life.